the Business and Leadership Podcast with Jared Graydeal. Hey guys, so on today's episode of the Business and Leadership Podcast, I'm going to be covering seven hacks to mastering work-life balance. Um, But before we get into the show, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. Um, If you're listening, uh, if this is your first time, welcome to the Business and Leadership Podcast. On this show, I try to cover 15 to 20 minutes of helpful, practical information that can add value to your life of leadership and your life in the business world. Um, So tune in, and as always, if you don't mind, if you enjoy the show, share it with a friend, and if you haven't already, please leave us a review. So let's get into the content. Um, I've had tons of conversations, and I've read a handful of articles about how there's no such thing as work-life balance if you really want to excel at both, that is. So some say that when it comes to fitness, work, family, sleep, or friends, you actually need to pick three. Others say that when it comes to your health, friends, family, or work, one is going to suffer. So what that means is that you're not able to excel at all the things in life that you love. And I personally refuse to believe that. So while I think it's impossible to give them all 100% of your energy, because that physically and mathematically doesn't make sense, I still think we can do much better at managing them all and stop making excuses for bad performance at work or a lack of presence or commitment in our relationships and parenting or at home, and you know maybe no showing for your friends and not taking care of your health. Um, so unlike the writers that I referenced in my notes for this particular show, I think there are four main quadrants. Uh, or burners, as James Clear would explain in one of the below references uh, if you check out the blog form of this show. And so the four burners uh, for me are the four main quadrants are family, business, health, and hobbies. That's how I um, marginalize or uh, separate the important topics or responsibilities in my life. So in Clear's explanation of the four burners theory, he illustrates a picture of a stovetop where all four burners can't be going at once. In my opinion, managing these well really looks like an ever-changing seasonal pie graph where you expend your energy differently on each thing throughout life. In the poorly drawn, peace sign looking illustration that I've provided on the website, you'll see an example of what I mean and how mine is in this season of my life. And for the listeners that can't see anything right now, like I said, there's four main quadrants inside of the pie graph. The first one is health. The second one is business. The third one is family. And the fourth one is hobbies. However, inside of health, there's a lot of subtopics. You have physical health. You have mental, psychological health. Then you have spiritual health. So all that comes down to how well I take care of myself in regards to my nutrition, uh, how often I exercise, how often in the value of my sleep, my education as it pertains to strengthening my mental and psychological health, and then of course, uh, and whatever your spiritual beliefs might be different, but for me, my spiritual health relates to my involvement and my attendance at church and my relationship with God. So the second thing is business. And what that for me looks like is my full-time career, my side hustle, my investments, And for you guys, that might look a little different. 
For number three is family. So for me, that for really anyone, that's relatives, that's your friends, that's your spouse, that's your children, and that's even your pets. Pets are a responsibility and they're part of the family. And then number four is hobbies. And for that is traveling, maybe art, music, uh, the beach or the mountains, trying new things, seeing movies, reading books, um, whatever your hobbies are, you need to make time for that and then create a pie graph of what's most important. So for me, in this season of my life, health takes up 45% of my attention. Business takes up 35%. Now that might seem weird, but you have to think health is a major priority. I think it should be in everyone's life, but for me, health includes nutrition, exercise, sleep, education, and church. So health is 45% because of 168 hours in the week, I'm spending a large portion of that asleep, I'm spending a small portion of that at the gym, and then of course I'm spending little bits and pieces um, on my nutrition, and then of course a chunk throughout the weekend or maybe on the week at church. And then again, number two, which is business, is 35%. Number three, which is family, is 10% for me. I don't have a big family. I'm not married and I don't have kids. Um, so I have a dog and I have some really great friends. So 10% of my pie graph is my family. And then 10% of my pie graph is my hobbies. So, um, like I said, I have a small family, no wife or kids, so that particular quadrant takes up 10%. And if you were to look at that mathematically, that's 16 hours a week of my energy, which is a lot of time to spend with friends and with my dog. Um, uh, as you can tell, my health is 45%, which is 78 or 75 hours a week. And then business is 35%, which is 60 hours a week. Now keep in mind, this is going to be different for everyone. So before we get into the life hacks, you need to spend time identifying what your pie graph looks like. So the first takeaway is um, invest some time, maybe five to 15 minutes, drawing out the pie graph for your four quadrants. And understand that this graph will change seasonally and you need to stay conscious of it as you recognize seasonally things are changing. For example, when I get married and have kids, that part of the graph will grow significantly and I will have to take away from others. For you, it might mean that when your kids go off to college, you invest less time on family and more time on hobbies. So once you've drawn out your graph, there are seven hacks that are going to help you manage your pie graph with excellence. Let's get into it. So the first one is create a time budget. I've mentioned this a handful of times, probably on different episodes, but it's that important because time, unlike anything else in the world, is the only non-renewable resource that we have in existence. So think about it this way. Fossil fuels are quote-unquote non-renewable. However, they do renew. It just takes millions to billions of years. However, time is something that you can never, ever get back. So we have to manage it well. So in order to create a time budget, um, you're basically going to have to look at it like money. So each week we are given 168 hours and what we do with those hours specifically will allow you to make the proper commitments. Um, so in order to create a, a timeline, you've got to recognize how much time you're going to consistently spend at work, how much time you consistently spend at the gym or at church or with your friends or on your side hustle or with your spouse or with your kids, all the existing responsibilities that are consistent throughout the week, you need to create a time budget. For more information on the time budget, you can visit my E3 website, which is my consulting business, at e3bizbiz.com and read more about the time budget. 
So the life hack number two is use a meal prep company. So obviously I'm biased because I own one. However, prior to starting my own meal prep company, I actually used several. Now, one of the passions that's, you know, ignited me to start my own was the fact that I didn't love how a lot of them worked, but I still used them because I didn't like cooking it myself. So outsourcing things that you don't enjoy is a key hack that gives you more time in your day. Since most people don't enjoy cooking a ton of meals in advance and health should be a priority, using a meal prep company kills two birds with one stone. This would give you more time with your friends, more time with your spouse, rather than running around drive throughs or cooking at home when you'd rather be on the, on the couch, in the office, or out having fun. So using a meal prep company, considering eating is something that we will do every single day no matter what, is going to be a great life hack for you. No matter where you are in the country, there's probably a local meal prep company that will cater to your needs. Number three is outsource work or learn healthy delegation. Most business owners and entrepreneurs I know like to do all the work because they know they do it best and it saves them money. But once you recognize where your energy and your pie chart should be expended, you may see that by hiring others, delegating specific roles, or researching automation software, you can invest in those other priorities. So one of the things that I say is that if somebody can do something 70% as good as you can, you need to delegate it. There's much more information about delegation that we can get into on another show, but the third hack is outsource work or learn healthy delegation. Number four, hire a personal trainer or join a group training facility. So in my opinion, and the studies prove, that we all need to be active. We all need to be working out. But most of us don't have time to draw up a workout plan and spend two hours in the gym every day figuring it all out. I'm passionate about exercise, so I love learning more about it. I love doing it. Um, that's what I like to spend my time doing. But even for me, there's seasons where I don't have one to two hours in the gym every day, and I don't even have time to make up my own workouts. So I will follow a specific regimen or I will join a group training gym for a period of time so I can literally just go with the flow and know that I'm going to get results either way. So um, by hiring a professional or joining a group, you can be in and out of uh, the gym in one hour and stay in great shape most of the time. Obviously, this depends on your nutrition, but the life hack number four is hire a personal trainer or join a group training facility. And if you're hesitant about that because you're not sure about the cost and things of that nature, Again, it goes back to how much you value your time. And that is a simple equation of how much money do you make per hour? How much does that group training facility cost? How much time are you spending in the gym? And then will it save you time? Does that allow you to have more time to make money? And then you make a decision based off that. And the number five life hack for mastering work-life balance is plan ahead and schedule everything. So even if it's your work schedule or your daily workout, or church on Sundays, or even picking up the kids, put it all in your calendar. It may seem tedious, but these things take your time and your energy, and they need to be documented so that when you realistically commit to different things moving forward, you already know what's on your calendar. So every day and every week, at least has the thing scheduled that you've already pre-committed to. Now the sixth life hack, and this is really valuable and it's possibly one of the hardest, is learn to say no. Now, once you've created your pie graph, you should have a better perspective of the things in your life that you really valuable that you really value. 
Some of us waste too much time and energy doing things we don't enjoy or things that don't add value simply because we don't know how to politely decline our friends, our family, our coworkers when they invite us or to things uh, they ask us to do. So please take this into context and know that I'm not telling you to tell your spouse or your boss no because you know some things need to be done that we may or may not necessarily want to do. But common sense should give you an idea of the things in your life that I'm referencing to. So by learning to say no, we're going to free up more opportunity to say yes to the things that we actually want to do. And in doing so, you help to create more work-life balance. Now the seventh one, the last life hack for creating work-life balance is to create a to-don't list every month. Now over time, we accumulate roles, responsibilities, and habits that we simply don't need to be doing anymore. It sort of just it happens without us even knowing it. So at the end of each month or the beginning of each new month, take one to two hours to sit, reflect, and even document the things that have added up in your day-to-day. If you've already begun to master the steps one through six or the life hacks one through six, it should be easy to identify how to eliminate the things that will go on your to-don't list. I recommend that anytime a major life change happens, such as a new job, a new relationship, a new move, a new pet, another kid, health issues, etc., you reevaluate your pie graph and adjust accordingly and then go back through one through seven. The key to mastering work-life balance is being proactive about the seasonal changes in your life and always understanding your proper percentages. So what are we gonna do? The first thing is we're gonna create our pie graph about everything that's important to us. Then we're gonna go through steps one through seven and we're gonna create the the work-life balance that we've always deserved. So that's the end of this episode. I really hope that added value. If there's any steps that you'd like me to elaborate on, or if you have any comments for me, please feel free to DM me on social media um, or leave a comment on the YouTube channel. As always, if you enjoyed the show, share it with a friend. Um, We do this entirely for free just to add value to the audience with the things that I've been able to learn over time. And of course, please leave us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one.